0: Hey, friends, welcome back to What Are You Doing in Denmark, the podcast where we talk to some of the coolest people in Denmark about what they're doing here. My name is Derek, and I'm joined in the studio by my co host Mike and our guest today, the lovely and talented Erin Chapman from American Pie Company. We have a lot left to talk about, like the things that we've all learned about love and relationships from living in Denmark. And of course, Erin has already talked to us about how she studied in Denmark, returned after graduation, and started a family here with her Danish husband. The funny thing is, they all moved to LA, but Erin was the one who pushed to move back to Denmark. And along the way, she's written cookbooks, opened her pie shop, and she seems to have done it all. So Aaron, I
1: guess, obviously you're famous now for, for the pie company, but curious about some of the other things that you've done in your career. And probably one of the most interesting ones, at least for, for us now that we're living in an, an audio world here, is yeah. you're a voiceover actor. Yes. How do you get into voiceover work? <laughs>
2: Well, you really like to be able to talk, <laughs> and I started answering phones for my parents when I was ten years old. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I guess here in Denmark, I as we have talked a little bit about I was a creative director mm-hmm. in advertising as well, and I used to work in an ad agency. And I got I simultaneously I was actually doing music um, together with a Dane, mm-hmm. nice. Dane like again, always Dane. a Danish Dane. All partner. All Danes, yeah. shout out to Michael, and. Um, Anyway, because I was used to having a microphone in my face, I just thought, well, I, maybe that would be something. And then actually at my ad agency, one of the guys knew that I was doing this. And he's like, hey, I need a, a, something for a Stimmerall commercial for the gum. Oh. And uh, and I can still remember doing I even remember exactly what I said. It was a 15-second spot. And, all I, and I thought it was so cool. And I got to go in the booth because I, I was singing normally, right? But he's mm-hmm. like, "All I need you to do is say, how does your big mouth get you into trouble? (laughs) And then it says, confess. And then it says, and win at Stimmerall.com. And that was, wow. and that's what I had to say. And he's like, just smile when you say it. What? And so You can
1: hear the smile. Yeah, you really exactly. have like a commercial voice. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't
2: what? always use that one though, because sometimes okay. I have to talk like really high, like this. Like I have to be a little child in a commercial. And then sometimes I have to talk like a really beautiful, soft voice, or I have to talk very seriously if we're talking about, you know, hearing aids or. <laughs> <laughs> Any kind of serious incontinence or what like so IBS I can change, yeah or IBF <laughs> or whatever oh my so God. I can change and and actually, so I started with that, I remember that still, and i I thought it was so much fun that slowly I kind of got into it, and it was just kind of a natural thing for me because I mean, when my daughter was born. My favorite thing to read books to her. Mm-hmm. I hoped I always hoped that they had lots of characters, oh, so that I voices. could be yeah. So wow. I had like I did the voices with like she had this one called Mouse Was Mad, and mm-hmm. it had like five different um, animal characters. Mm-hmm. And they were all mad in different ways. And then they all had different voices. So, like the bear was like really big, like this. And then the pins I saw the pins, feed, so the pins feed, he always talks a little bit like he has like this stuffed up voice. He's like, oh my God, I'm so angry at the world. Oh you know, my God. so then, so I would, and the fun thing is they would have conversations with each other. So I would practice having conversations where I had to keep switching the voice back and forth. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, but I don't usually do the cartoon voices. Usually I'm hired just to have my. Just the My normal, boys. American boys. bubbly American. My smiling voice, yeah.
0: yeah. Okay, I thought yeah. maybe it was like an accent thing because being from the Midwest, I know that's usually considered the general American yeah. accent. Yeah, yeah.
2: And, but uh, I'm from Wisconsin. Because nobody wants <laughs> northern Wisconsin. Nobody
0: wants the Philadelphia accent no, I, on it. And yeah. I, I've beaten mine out of myself exactly. over the years. The longer so. you stay here, the yeah. less
2: you'll have it, and the more you'll get a, what I don't know what you call it, like a continental yeah. accent. Oh, yes. But yeah. I know that when I'm just talking in regular conversation, that mm-hmm. definitely people can still hear that I'm from Wisconsin. Ah, sure. so I'm sure. I'm so sure.
0: O's and the yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. but
2: it's mine has gone away very much so. Thank God. And, uh, <laughs> but um. I can hear it every once in a while if I'm doing a script for somebody. They'll play it back, and they're like, and it's Danes, because I'm always working for Danes, usually Mm -hmm. just just Danish companies. And they'll say, oh, that sounds great. I'm like, no, actually, we need to go back, (laughs) and we have to reread this line because I sound literally like I'm in the Fargo movie. (laughs) (laughs) I I can hear like an oh, oh, yeah, you know, that kind of thing, you know, (laughs) up north, and I finally got rid of that uh, up north voice. So I once had a... I once had a voiceover where they said, "Can you speak in a Canadian accent?" I'm like, "Can oh, I?" Oh my <laughs> god! Oh, I'm, <laughs> oh, all, sure, to boot that I'm now, all about it now, don't you know? Yeah, I know. So I just had to basically speak in my relaxed voice. That was oh my, my god. Canadian accent.
1: Hey, what's the most ridiculous product that you've gotten to voiceover?
2: Um, the ridic—it's not ridiculous. It's sure. Important. I mean, I've done everything from Lego to catheters. So I mean, and everything in between.
0: And depending on depending your age, on your age right? they're What's both important? really important. Yeah, and I'm right? not getting any
2: younger, so, you know, right? I mean, it is important. They do say I diapers
0: mean, to diapers. So. Yeah. Life it goes is. so fast. You just go right from the Legos to the catheters. I and, know. And the same lady's voice is guiding <laughs> you through the process.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Making sure that you feel okay. <laughs> right. Yes. That's what
0: it's all about.
2: Yes. And my husband's always like, he hears my voiceover sometimes, and he's like, how come you don't use that voice at home? <laughs> like, and, and I'm like... You mean my microphone voice? All right. Would you like to please do the dishes, <laughs> Brian? Could you please put new cabinets on the kitchen? I appreciate <laughs> it so much
0: because it doesn't work. No, <laughs> if I it don't. worked, and he did the dishes, you, I know. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Okay,
1: okay, that's awesome. So now, now we know who to go for the voiceover. It's voice. <laughs> fantastic. I love it.
0: And also, also for pies, which is where a lot of Danes go too. And I think that's really interesting. That the the pie concept was the kind of solve your your homesickness. You partnered with a Danish partner to make it happen who really kind of gave you the, yeah, let's do this, let's do this. And the clientele I know is not all Americans, right? Like It's something that's obviously caught fire outside of the small niche market of Americans living in Denmark.
2: Yeah, we definitely have, we like to say we have like three main categories, maybe four of fans or repeat customers or people that come to the shop. The first one, of course, are like you guys, uh, expat Americans, right? Because we really miss home. And I remember the first week we opened, there was a woman from Texas, who came in and she saw the big neon pie sign and she fell to her knees and she started <laughs> bowing to it. And she's like, oh my god. Thank you so much. Because she was like, no, oh, I'm not going to be homesick anymore. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah. it's our hygge food. Yes, It yes, is. Yes. Pie is the one thing that connects all of us in America. I would, Absolutely. I really think so. Yeah. It's a thing that we all know and we all have in our small all towns. i had it growing up. Yeah. Exactly. Everybody did. Yeah. In different kinds, depending on what region you're yes, from, right? Exactly. Okay, so there's that. Then there's There's the Danes who have been to the U.S. Mm. and love America, Uh, like my husband, or there's a lot of them have lived over there abroad and then came back or have friends over there or family even maybe. And then they've had or they've tried Thanksgiving over there with their friend or they went to high school there and they want to bring all those feelings back. So there's those people. And then there's um, the the tourists I would say you know because sure. of course we're in the inner city so we get those people and then there's the Danish converts that we've made <laughs> which I'm really <laughs> proud of because they're the ones you know that thought pumpkin pie was a veg- taste yeah. like vegetables <laughs> right um, or they would only order the apple pie because that was a safe bet right. you know because right. heaven's forbid and everybody we need to hears have of that apple yeah. pie and paint your walls grand white because we don't want to go outside the lines and get right. something weird but now <laughs> we get those people back and they start becoming fans of like the you know like the chocolate peanut butter pie or oh, something mm-hmm. that they would never think a million years yeah. to put those two things together you know so did
0: anybody come in um from uh seeing the the 90s movie with stifler and uh, <laughs> american pie <laughs> yeah and come I in i find and, it uh,
2: i find it every once in a while on like pumping
0: your table or no but like, on like sometimes
2: table. on our instagram feed we'll like get people writing to us like thinking that's that it's like, oh, um, like hashtag American Pie, no. and then suddenly there's like some weird oh. stuff with that. <laughs> but hey, however people need Correct, to remember it, true. whether it's the song, you know, sure, uh, by Miss American Pie, right. or it's the 90s, or if it's now, I yeah. don't care. I'm just excited about m- having a basically a company that takes something that's actually a really old craft mm-hmm. and taking it. And I would think that Danes would appreciate that because- oh, yes. The da- baking culture here yes, is already and, there. And a lot of the, the craft that they have uh, in their bakeries, I appreciate so much yeah. Danish bread. It oh. is hands down, yeah. I would never have a bread- company because here (laughs) because what could i do how do you break it how could i even be better because it's amazing but we what we're trying to do is do something that i find is like an old craft from like my great grandparents and my grandparents and like taking that because that's what our recipes are they are basic really like handmade from scratch bottom up we even roll out all of our single crusts. you know the for the pie crusts for the sweet pies by hand with a rolling pin Mm -hmm. you know that we teach in class or whatever and so I think that that's uh, a cool thing that I think that Danes appreciate, yeah. that there's there is something there that's a connection yeah. to the old world. Yeah. 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 And I guess
1: with the food, too, because one thing that's always interesting, I think that uh, we find interesting, too, is that the, you know, in the U.S., we think of food as like European food or whatever in these little boxes, Italian food. Or we're going for tapas at Spanish night or, yeah. you know, if we're going German, we're getting brats mm. or whatever else mm. like that. And American food is just a broad category. Especially as you wrote your, your cookbook talking about, like, American diner food and things like mm. that, did you feel that you had to explain what American food is towards Danes, or is it something that's just kind of iconic in its own way? And, and kind of what makes American food unique when I think for us it's kind of a, an amalgamation of all these cultures that have come together in it the is, States. It is, but that's exactly mm. what
2: it is. And, I mean, you could, like we talked before, like there's, um, you know, a lot of people automatically just think burgers and milkshakes. Sure. But there's just right. so much more to it than that. And I think if you look at the different regions and break things down with what is growing there regionally, then you'll see, like, why is pecan pie down south? Well, that's because pecans, pecan trees grow down south. And yep. and I think a really cool melting pot of a pie type is, um, is or I, would like, I could back up and say like rhubarb, for example. Rhubarb mm-hmm. does not grow down south, so you won't see rhubarb so much. I mean, in, in America, right? It's more northern, like it is here in Denmark, yep. right? Mm-hmm. But I think the ultimate pie that you could break down to be connecting lots of cultures is a pumpkin or sweet potato pie, right? Because pumpkin and sweet potato pie taste very similar, right? But the cool thing about sweet potato pie, if we wanna break it down, it's like, if you take, sweet potatoes actually came from South America, but yams came from Africa, right? And, and then the pie crust itself comes, and, and making pie comes from Britain, like right. you know it the settlers from, from, from Britain, yeah. the UK. Mm-hmm. And so you have these different cultures. And then of course the pumpkin, you could say probably is more Native American. Like Native American. I'm thinking yeah, Native, yeah. Native yeah. American. Yep. And they're all very similar and they all create kind of the same tasting thing. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I think that is yeah. so cool to see like all of these different um, cultures coming together mm-hmm. to be one main idea. And uh, so yeah, pumpkin pie <laughs> back to pumpkin pie yeah but but it, it it does have a lot to do with um the different all the different cultures and history that's come together sure, like and every I,
0: wave of immigration into the u s brought yeah. with them recipes, yeah. and then sometimes they didn't have the same ingredients or the same access to things that no. they had in the old world, or wherever they came from, yeah um elsewhere in the world, yeah, and they had to make do like there's a um something that we make in Philadelphia called tomato pie Mm -hmm. and because there were a lot of Mm -hmm. immigrants that came from um, from Sicily that Ah, settled in like that part of of Philadelphia and it's basically like a focaccia bread with a Uh like tomato paste kind of on top with a garlic and olive oil and it's based on a Sicilian street food but they didn't have all of the same ingredients so They did it how they could with what they had in Philadelphia in the early 1900s or whatever. And uh, nowhere else, even in the US, makes it. I thought, like, I went to university thinking, like, oh, like, where's the tomato pie? (laughs)
2: Yeah, but that's really interesting. Nobody knew what I, I was talking heard it about. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: and um, you know, so I think it's interesting. Like, yeah, I was like, is it Italian? No, of course not. Nobody in Italy, you know, probably knows what it is. Yeah. I forget what it's called in Sicily, but it's that way of like, yeah, we had to like, we the, the immigrants that went there had to come up with their own way of making these things, or it was influenced by. Other people that were already living there or whatever grew in that region and that's exactly. a lot of American food is and, like that and
2: think how much pie is connected yeah, to that. I mean or, or like that people use that as their end result like in the upper Michigan just I'm from Wisconsin and just in the UP part of mm-hmm. Michigan right that's that was a big mining area mm-hmm. and so they ate pasties. You know, like they're Uh basically like a turnover, kind of like a hand pie, we would call it, right? Mm -hmm. Or like a handheld pie. Mm -hmm. and uh, Or, I I mean, I guess people down in Argentina would call it an empanada, uh, empanada, empanada, right? That actually came from the Cornish background, which was in England. Th- like women would make the pies for their mining husbands and what they would do is they would actually, two things I think are really, really interesting. First of all, they made the crust really thick on one edge because then the men, if they're down in the mines, they would sometimes have arsenic on their hands and they would oh. hold the crust so they wouldn't touch the part that they ate and that's why the crust is thicker so they would eat the whole part and they would leave the crust behind because <laughs> their hands were touching it. And another cool thing they would do sometimes is they would fill, it. They, usually they're filled with meat and potatoes, right? Or mm-hmm. something filling uh because they needed to be filled up while they were working, but sometimes they say that the women would put apples or something sweet down on the end of it. So in one pot, in one hand pie, handheld pie, there'd be all meat and potatoes and a little bit of like sweet on the end, and then they would mark that with an X or something because then the the, the guy would know, well, that's Stop. the sweet spot. Right. So start, right. start, dessert, start at the, other, start at yeah, the top and at the go top. to the dessert. Yeah, I read that somewhere. I thought that oh, was that's so fascinating. cute. I know. I love that story.
1: You, you said that you got into pies as kind of that nostalgia, that homesickness that you had when you were here in Denmark. Yeah. When you go back home, what is your go-to food? Like, what is it that you can't wait until you get home to, to go sample and just, you, you know that you're home and you couldn't wait to show your, your daughter and your husband, like, this is what. the food is right here this is what home is
2: well they already know all those things now obviously but I really first of all I love to go out for American breakfast it's not so planned like I love Danish brunch it is so yummy I even have a friend in the US that comes over here and loves brunch because it's all these like it's like the tapas of breakfast Mm -hmm. but I feel like there's something about that kind of quick order chef yep. uh, thing mm. in the U.S. that I think is so fun. Like. It's yeah. funny
1: because, like, when we go back home, we, we go for, like, it's the same sort of thing, like, the, the, the greasy, the local, the whatever. My favorite is it's this little sports bar in my hometown that has <laughs> the most delicious buffalo chicken sandwich. Oh, it is good. And it's, it's so good. good. I mean, it's beer battered,
0: covered in <laughs> buffalo sauce. I'm so from good. upstate New York, so everything is buffalo. Mm-hmm. And, you yeah. Know, uh, we have a cheesesteak place that I like. We both love because we lived in the same neighborhood at, separately before we even met. And yeah. one time we were like, What's your favorite cheesesteak place? And we were both said at the same time. Right? Del, Del Sandro's. Sandro's. Yeah. yeah. Yes! And uh, I was like, oh, he's a keeper. That's oh, good. Oh yeah. And uh, like, we went there on Christmas Eve once. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't mm-hmm. want to give all the Danes like a, a heart attack, but on on December twenty fourth, uh, we went and got a cheesesteak <laughs> on the way to Christmas dinner. No, yes. that's sacrilegious. <laughs> that what are you doing? Like, why was it open? Why did you do that? <laughs> and <laughs> yep. why didn't you eat the same thing as everybody else We had else in to wait in line for like an hour. Oh, yeah. Or everybody else it went too. Because
2: they're like, we're treating ourselves. Exactly. Right? And that's what you do on Christmas. That's what you want. Exactly. Uh. We
0: also wanted to have uh, uh, a little bit of fun and a a little bit of uh, nice positivity. And I know that uh, you found love while you moved over to Denmark. I did. Yes. so being married to a Dane, as we've mentioned. And for Mike and I, you know, it was very important for us when we got married that we got married in Denmark first because we've spent more of our relationship together in Denmark than we did in the U.S. You know, and, we were together for two years in the U.S. and then moved here. So it was really, you know, it was important to us yeah. that, that we did that. And we realized uh, in in kind of planning this that we have learned a lot about love from living in Denmark.
1: And I think one of the the first things that comes to mind that's kind of taught us about love in Denmark is, is the value of tradition. And I think one of the the beautiful things in, in Denmark is there's so many things that are just tied on tradition. And I think it's one of those things <laughs> that sometimes can be a little bit crazy when you first come over here and see like, no, this is how we do this. And this is how we do, how we do this. Yeah. But like in a relationship, it's really important to find your tradition as well and to embrace it and to cherish it and to have that comfort in going back into yeah. that.
0: And I think in, in the, the manner of, of tradition, it really made us realize, um, you know, it's, neat to have traditions that we can have for anniversaries or birthdays or things that we do uh maybe at christmas that we invent to do with our nephews or things like that that um you know uh, we see in denmark at first can almost seem a little bit rigid or a little bit uh overwhelming but that tradition really has a lot of neat parts behind it and we try to incorporate that in our relationship yeah. along the way. Yeah,
2: and I think that that's important. I think tra- Danes are very – they're not super religious. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. It's the tradition. I always yeah. find the yeah, because people are always like, oh, like, you know, why are they having baptisms and all, you know, confirmations? I'm saying I, it's not really the religion part of it. It's actually the tradition of it. And I, yep. there's nothing yeah. – there's actually something really nice about that because it's the same thing as if you have a bar mitzvah or if you yes. have a, a – you know, like a sweet sixteen party or whatever. It depends on where you're from, right? Yep. But it, there's 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 these traditions that are like kind of milestones in your life. Yes, exactly. And you have to have those. Yeah. The the funny one to me here was when we, my husband and I, had our twelve and a half. And people were like, oh, when's your twelve and a half? I'm like, my twelve and a half, <laughs> 12 like, half. I don't know what you're talking about. Like we would do more in the U.S. It would be more like 10, 10, twenty, 10, 15, whatever, yeah. yes. right? so um yeah so we did 12 and a half and it was COVID, and it was january i think so we went out with our daughter to like have and and you know we had champagne out on the outside on the harbor and watched the funny light show that was going on Mm. in town and got some italian sandwiches to go and sat outside (laughs) in our winter coats and that was it you know because we couldn't really do anything the other thing i love about denmark here um i think is so cute is when people have 25 Years and then they have those little um, garlands around their door that their yes. their their, fa- their family mm. or friends do. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. You've seen them. I think that is just so cute. Yeah, I you think know, it's and, so cute and, too. And, and I think it's actually really and actually bringing back to the 12 and a half. Like it was my Danish friends that were like, "Well, congratulations!" And uh, my friends sent us or like our friends sent us like this huge bouquet to say congrats because they couldn't celebrate with us. The families and friends. Do something for you on yes. your 25th or your big milestones here, and I think that's very sweet. Yeah. I
1: think that's different because in, in the U.S. Maybe except for like a golden anniversary where you have a big party or something yeah. like that. It's more just just for the couple. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's it's neat here too because for for any kind of celebration, if it's your birthday, you know, others will decorate, you know, your home or your desk or your room or whatever Hi. else with Danish flags yeah. and stuff like that's, that. Yeah. It's very kind of community that way.
2: Yeah, it's I think very really sweet. sweet. I I do like it very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Definitely do.
0: I think another thing that we we picked up is kind of that mentality that you described a little bit like it's it's not about me, it's about us. Yeah. And I think part of that is kind of in Denmark, you know, you do focus on the collective. You focus on the collective good, and that can be focusing okay, not on me, on us as in focusing on those around us, our family, mm-hmm. our community, but also on each other now. And I think you know, most relationships have that, most cultures have that, but you feel that really strongly in Denmark that you're a part of something. And taking that into a relationship is really key.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And and the older you get, whether it's society or in the relationship. I mean, I think that that's very prevalent here Um, because I remember being younger you know, only, yeah, it, then then you are in a me situation. Yeah. Yeah. Also with when I first moved here, I think I was so young. I was like 23 or something. And, you know, and I was like, you know, if we're talking about society, I was like, why do I have to pay all these taxes? I don't have all this. But now I have a family and I have a kid and I have like I'm getting older and you know there's all these things that you have to think about and Mm -hmm. now it all makes sense you know and I I think it's it's a wonderful society to function in and I actually think uh, many countries could be learning a thing or two from here
0: and you get out what you put in whether it's Exact- Taxes are in a relationship
2: Yes, exactly yeah. Yeah,
1: There's exactly. a line you know, Derek, in our relationship You, you, you brought it in, And I love <laughs> yeah. I love this line Which is It's not about 50-50 It's about 100-100 And That's some right. days, It'll never some, be 50 It'll never be 50-50 Nor should no, it that's be That's right
2: yeah. That's actually really a good point that's some, such a good point.
1: Some days my 100 is bigger than your 100 yeah. and some days vice versa. And again, that's kind of the, the feeling here. Like yep. some days you give, some days you take, but you give everything that you've got in that moment. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: just is. like in scat. So if you're yeah, you <laughs> just, it doesn't <laughs> I matter I give if 100%. Yeah, <laughs> right. <exactly. laughs> Could we stop at 50? <laughs> right. Yeah. stop at 50? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that kind of brings up the next though, which is kind of... The thing that a lot of people do in Denmark and that I think is great for relationship or love is that you find a way to make the most out of the least or the smallest things whether it's minimalism or you know say finding um, uh, a lot with a bunch of uh, old shipping containers and turning it into a street food park things like that or just decorating with minimal touches and you make the most out of those smaller things
2: 100% I couldn't agree with you more and that's relationships but one of the main things that when i first moved here i would say my first 6 or 7 years i go and now i go in decades almost <laughs> but um when i would go back to the us people are like so what do you like most about denmark and i had to think about it for a minute and i said it's actually that they know how to live a simple life without cheating themselves of anything mm. and it was really refreshing to me to let a lot of things go i mean of course as you get older and you maybe if you have families or whatever things tend to grow again because then you have kids and all this stuff but but I. but when I was younger I remember thinking that I loved that simplicity I thought it was so nice uh, and it was like uh, it it's different in the US I think that people have this n- feel this need this unwritten need in the back of their heads that they need more and they have yeah. to do more they always feel like they're lacking in something yes and and here it's not so much.
0: Yeah, it's like look at what you have not what That's you why don't. people are happy yeah. here because yeah, they don't
2: have high expectations. Yes. <laughs> they keep it <laughs> yes. real. Yes, which know? I think in
0: a relationship is great. Just lower your expectations. Right. <laughs> <Yes.
2: laughs> <laughs> the time. No, time. But, but, but I get it. I get it 100%. It's true. True. Lower your yeah. expectations yeah. and like just you'll never be real. disappointed. Yeah, because right. then you're no, because <laughs> 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 This is good. Well, you know, have the red flags. We need the oh, red yeah, flags yeah, yeah, yeah. in relationships. Yeah, for your birthday to put on the Christmas tree. I mean no, I mean red flags like that's a warning yeah. sign Oh yeah, okay yeah, the yeah, warning sign yes. s- Not the a red, lot of flag- red flags. not the red flags with the stripes on them yeah, okay. that's the data. Okay <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> yes no i mean red flags and relationships yeah okay <laughs> you want you don't want to have so high expectations that you that it's not real yeah you know exactly. and i think people have their feet on the ground here very much yeah, i'm midwestern we tend to t- as well yeah, yeah. i come from the jetland of, of usa <laughs> but um but still you know it's just like uh keep your expectations reasonable Yes. yeah but so, but also shoot for the stars. Appreciate
0: what that, right yeah.
1: <laughs> I think one of the big things on that is is the sense of presence. Honestly, that yeah. I think one of the things I do like here especially is that when you're with somebody or when you're with a group or when you're doing something you're there not just physically but mentally and i think mm. i think like in in the states it'd be so common to like try to cram in like two or three or four different things in, in the course of a night because you want to you want to see everybody and be a part of everything mm. else whereas here i think it's it's very much about like what you're with who you're with you're 100 percent there yeah, when you're there we're doing this and i think it's the same in a relationship it's that that sense of just like no be present in what you're doing be happy with what you're doing mm-hmm. like don't don't stress on you know, don't get FOMO for everything else that's going on out there. Like that that that's for that's for somebody else or for another time.
2: Yeah, exactly. I think that's a, a good point. I think Danes are very good at being in the moment. Yeah. More than than we tend to be. I, I mean agree. if we're going to to like compare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think so. Very I think awesome.
0: it's like in, in the US too, where the You know, that example of having multiple things in one night, where you might have two birthday parties, and in the US, you don't want to decline one because you feel like you want to try to please everybody and go Mm -hmm. to both. But what you do is you're really only half there for both of your friends. And in Denmark, I think it's a really good mentality of, okay, you you understand, and your friends are going to trust that you're going to tell them that you can't be there fully, then you're not going to come. And it's not uh, wrong to decline. It's wrong to go and not be fully there and then leave (laughs) early before dinner is served or before people get through uh, dinner or to show up late because you were at another event before that, where I think that kind of reversal, I really appreciate that now. And I would have thought before, oh, I can't believe they're not even going to stop by mm. at my party. Mm-hmm. Now I understand, oh, okay, you have another birthday party yeah. and that person invited you first. That's yeah. fair. Mm. And I'm glad and we'll make up for it yeah. another time. You'll see time. in, you'll yeah. see in yeah. week 45. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 Check your undies. Right. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but I think uh, don't you think that, I mean, I think children are taught this very early in Danish schools, though, with uh, respecting They talk a lot about feelings. I know that my daughter has learned, like, on her first three years of school, really had a lot of meetings. There were a lot of meetings, just like there are in (laughs) Danish uh, corporate, too. Lots of meetings, right? Right? Yeah. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. So, um, and 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 it's so that we can all be on the same page. Mm -hmm. But that's also a good thing because it teaches that teaches being present and teaching respect for the moment. And, and I think, like, like, if it's an event or, or something that you're doing, it's, like, be there at that point in time. So, and I think that that's probably instilled in Danish children's heads at an early age. Sure.
1: I think that leads to one of the other things, which is kind of the flip side of this, which is whatever you have, you max out on the good stuff. And this is, this is a, a location where the weather, the good stuff, the good summer might be a week. Yeah. but you live for that but also when the weather isn't nice you find a way to ma- find the good stuff and max it out I mean there's a reason that's why, where Hooga comes from that's where Hooga yeah, comes yeah. from <laughs> like it's, it doesn't just sell books like it no. is it is a no
2: it's actually a it's thing. a survival mechanism it is a survival yeah. mechanism you have to make the yes and that's so true and sometimes it is just like I've spent times with my Danish friends where it is the simplest night and we just have but there is some there's just something it's it's very hard to put a finger on what it is but it's just like Danes have that aura about them they're very good at it like (laughs) this that just a natural ability to bring such a nice warm feel it's just hard to put a finger it's so hard to explain I don't know how it, how they do it. And I
0: wonder if it comes from the weather a bit because that does dictate so much. But people love being outside. People love being outdoors because they max out when they can. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, That idea of, like, uh, sun guilt. Somebody explain this to me? Oh, yeah. Of, like, okay, it's sunny, so we're going to do that thing we were going to do inside, we're going to do it outside now.
2: uh, We had that when we... Brian and I, after we lived, you know, obviously he's a Dane, I'm American, I lived here for 17 years, we moved to L.A. Right,
0: right. it's always sunny, so you don't have...
2: Okay, so I... We w- had sun guilt for the first year, <laughs> and I literally almost turned into an alcoholic because every day was like rosé. Yes. And as my friend says, like rosé was the gateway drug. It just right. opened up every. <laughs> we j- every day was like seventy two and sunny. Because
0: rosé right. tastes like more rosé. I know, and we yes. had
2: to like, and 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 we were, you know, we had our daughter was young over there, but every night we had to sit in our backyard and right? eat outside. Yes. with a bottle of something cold. Because that's what we would do in Denmark, right? And yeah. then our friends kept coming over, like, "You guys are outside again, eating outside with white wine." And we're like, "Yes, we are. Cheers!" <laughs> because we couldn't stop. Of course. And yeah. it was just like it was such a natural thing for us to have the sun guilt. Over. Yes. So it was actually dangerous. I think that's why I said we gotta move back to Denmark <laughs> yeah. before or, yeah. I have too much. Before to drink. we're
0: institutionalized <laughs> for alcohol. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, right? but I think it's like you know, you you do realize what you're taking for granted and you go out of your way not to yeah. not to do that. And I yeah. think it's a great thing to have in a relationship yeah. too. Yeah, very much. And the, another one is, um, you know, and I think we all know the word for it, but a little bit of cake or beer can fix any mistake. That's right. And <laughs> if that isn't true, but of course the Danes have a, a word and a concept for it. So I love, uh, excuse my pronunciation, but I love kfea and kfea cake. Like, yeah. kfea cake. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just the concept that, yeah... I did screw up, but you know what? I have a cake. <laughs> I have because a beer. And I'm going to acknowledge it, but the receiver, okay, you did screw up, but you gave me a beer. And now we can move past it.
2: That, that's, I know. And it is like that small little thing. Yes. It is. Or the cake. Or the cake. Cake is also like a big one. Yeah. It's a big one. Yeah. I don't know why it's those two things specifically. I
0: mean, there's a cake for every occasion. There is. It's yeah, But
2: it's, a, yeah. Th- you know, Which honestly, must be great in your line of business. Yes, right? it kive- kivea 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 yeah, it is. A pie. Yeah, we have yeah. Friday pie, pie day, but yeah. Friday's K. I mean, yeah. whatever. It's just so, you know, any reason to like have that yummy something sweet and share it. I don't know. Yeah. It's so funny how Danes love their sweets so much. Like so much. Yeah. Yes. Even though they they all look like they're fit and living and yes. you know it's like but right. they really love their sweets. Like, everyone so. looks
1: like they're like the like an ultimate CrossFitter, but they also <laughs> eat they kilo, uh, kilos yeah. of sweets and drink gallons of of, of beer. Exactly, and, it's,
0: yeah. Yeah. and it can and it can it can get you out of that mistake, or at least mm. it's a nice way to acknowledge it without really putting your partner feeling like. Ah,
2: Exactly. Yeah, you don't want them
0: to dwell on it. Let's just have the cake or the beer. Right. And move past it. I love little
1: things. Like it's like I my my it's like my favorite response to like uh, talk <laughs> is is to say the devasolit just because it's nice to put in there that like it wasn't nothing but like it was. It was so little. It was so little. But it yeah. was something. But it was a little. it was something. Yeah. It was a.
2: Yeah. I know if we said that in the U S. We would say in the U S. We would say it was nothing. No problem. It was nothing. It was nothing. But it it was something. It was
0: something. It was a little.
2: It was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It was a little bit. Right. They either say it was no, a
1: little. Exactly. It was a little something or just thank yourself.
0: (laughs) And speaking of thanks, I want one more shot for the BFF challenge that I lost before. Let's see if I can redeem myself. Aaron's going to give Mike three baking terms. He needs to correctly define that baking term. And if he can get two out of the three, he'll retain Aaron as a BFF. Let's see how he can do. Let's do it.
2: Okay. What is a blind bake?
1: A blind bake? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm guessing it's when you make a pie, but it's only the crust with no filling.
2: And what is the crust? Like oh. Is it?
1: Uh, it's... Meaning it's... Uh, it's still rolled out and...
2: No, but it's... Is it... What is... Is Is it? Is it baked or unbaked?
1: Oh, a blind baked? I'm guessing it's baked, but it's empty.
2: That's true. Oh! That's true. I just needed you to finish your spot. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. Baked, wow. but, baked okay. but empty. shell. baked. What is, if something is piped?
1: Something is piped. <laughs> something is piped. It's Friday. Uh, <laughs> something is piped. Uh, is piped another term for baked? Like it's piping hot. It's straight out of the oven. No. No, I know this
0: one. Uh-oh. Come on, hit me. It's uh, when you pipe it out of a piping yes! bag. I saw. Oh. oh yes.
1: You did it yes. when we made the uh, Festolans bar. Yes. yes. Good job. Yeah. Good job. Okay. And
2: then the last one is. Do or
1: die, um, you need this one. Okay.
2: Uh, when we paint the pies.
1: When you paint the pies uh that's going to be when you um put like uh like a butter or some sort of topping over the the dough before you you bake it into the oven
2: fair enough with egg wash yeah it is.
1: Okay. okay. Maybe we can call it a tie. We'll call it a tie. We'll call it a yeah, tie. Yeah, not we'll
2: call butter. It a tie. The crust already has a ton of butter in it. We don't need to add more. That's true. Fair
0: <laughs> enough. It's yeah. an egg white steamy that makes glow to yeah. it. Perfect.
2: Yeah. Well, job. we'll call
0: it a tie. Good and job. with that, we will say bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Aww. And Aaron, thank you so much for joining us today. <laughs> and this has been so much fun. And people can find you and the American Pie Company on Instagram. You guys can find Aaron's cookbooks online, and we'll be sharing more of our conversation on our YouTube channel. And by the way, if you're enjoying What Are You Doing in Denmark, we have one tiny favor. Please give our show a rating or review on whatever podcast platform you're using so that others will find us too.